0: oh my God, I did that one time. I did it so good. So I was watching a, I don't know what, and it was talking about like, apparently there's appropriate tongue posture hmm. and it should be like your tongue, the top of your tongue is resting on the top of the roof of your mouth, like behind your teeth. Yeah. And your teeth shouldn't be touching. And that's how it should be just like baseline. And the oh. one time I did it and it got like so dry, Right. Yeah. but I can't do it, but I did it. That one single time. It wasn't that loud, but it was the closest I've ever come They
1: keep doing it on the show I'm watching. It like... Did like Alyssa originate up, it? Do we think? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: I feel like she's the one I most associate it with. Yeah. But then everybody also does. Yeah, it. I feel
1: like it might just be like a
0: gay thing. But maybe she got on Drag Race and did and it. And did it so much, yeah. I love Alyssa. rolls. Well, exactly.
1: Speaking I'm of backrolls, we're rolling back in time. I got 1874 to 1875 here. I feel like Michael J. Fox. I'm just saying. Exactly. Get the DeLorean. Joseph Lapage, who's also... Lepage. <laughs> jo- For the non-French. Joseph Page. He was born in 1838. Um, Born on what was then an unnamed tract of land. So that's how old-timey we're talking. We're not even gonna bother naming this shit. I ain't know. It's in Montréal somewhere. Oh, Goodbye. we're in Canada? Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you remember that show? That commercial? Oh my god, really? It was a little bat commercial? And it was like the little bat blue bear? Do you remember they had that black bear? No. And he was singing with a bunch of, like, Asian American individuals, and at the end of it they go, Canada! All together? No. Well, it was probably a super racist commercial, but it was on for a while. Mm. Anyway, 50 miles French of, of Miles French- Miles- <laughs> Away from <laughs> Montreal.
0: Six, miles Friendship. That's what I heard.
1: It's- <laughs> His parents were French immigrants, Calaisupries, and also well-respected farmers. Uh-huh. So do you, and want me, do you want me to call him Page because that's how he was born, or La Page because that's how we know him later? La Page
0: sounds like he should be in the birdcage, and he's a sassy gay man. And I would like it to be La Page.
1: La Page. So La Page married, and he had five children. Not a sassy gay man, unfortunately. A sassy married man. Oh, he's not sassy. He's a douche. Douches can be sassy. Fair, but bad he, sassy. Arguably not. Yesterday, I had
0: to tell everybody at the bar because they were joking, and the guy, one guy, was like, "Bitch!" And I'm like, "You can only call me bitch if you're a sassy gay man." So, so either start sucking dick, or choose a different adjective.
1: Choose a different adjective as an adjective, bitch. Um, and like, pronoun noun also pronoun. Yeah, it's got a number of uses. Choose
0: a different pronoun word. I feel like you could just <laughs> choose a different descriptor.
1: Okay, I like that very She's much. Choose a
0: different character- Pick again! Describing word. Unless you're a sassy
1: gay man. <gasps> so Lepage is married and he has five children. Five years after they get married, he and his wife and children move to saint beatrix a city full of <laughs> people who already thought that Lepage was a horrible person. This is funny because
0: you're going to do this so good and then when I do that one episode with the <laughs> names that 100% I'm going to butcher, it's going to be
1: very sad. And I think we have listeners in that country, so I'm sorry in advance. Lepage frequently abused his wife and children, particularly abusing his oldest daughter. Physically or sexually? Physically. Okay. Um, uh, regrettably, we don't have much information about his sexual assault, but I would say probably at least to the wife. He okay. was a horrible human being. Just whenever Olibe. I hear oldest
0: daughter, like daughter, and it's a father, yeah, without yeah. the the qualifier immediately, I'm like...
1: Are we are they, are they I mean, he is a horrid, horrid person, but I have information only that he was physically abusive to them both. He also reportedly hung around vile people. I would like to think I'd be in that category. Vile people.
0: If by vile, you mean V-I-A-L, where you do science, you are a vile oh, person. Oh, okay.
1: If you I'm mean V-I-L-E,
0: <laughs> yeah, you are a test tube. You're a fucking tube. I'm a beaker. Tubes. And you are not V-I-L-E. So you are a vile person. Mm. Not the correct one. Or the better one, Not I the
1: one that is being used here. Because science. Science is happening. He hung science around... is
0: happening!
1: <laughs> he hung around vile people, and he almost killed his wife's sister, Julienne Rousse. But don't worry! Why can you do it so good? She testifies him against him later, so. And Belguer. Exactly. Exactly. Lepage was arrested. Oui, oui, mon ami, je m'appelle Lafayette. The Lancelot of the Revolutionary Set. I came from afar just to say bonsoir to the king in this war who's the best. C'est moi. Anarchy? <laughs> oh, how you say anarchy. <laughs> uh, Lepage was arrested, but during his arrest, he knocked the officer over. The fuck? What is he, a bobo doll? I guess. Just rotund? Rotundo bundle, Rotundo Bundo. Knocked the officer over and fled to the U.S., he had some time, what? though. So he's just like, binker, yeah. and then goes, just skips over the peace bridge. And that's my understanding. Okay. But in Montreal, six fucking hours by car. Like, it's not close. Oh. Lepage took his whole family when he fled south, and then they settled in St. Albans, Vermont, in September of 1871. There was a part of one of the resources I was using that called it Vermond. Vermond. It sounds like Armond. Your tablet. <laughs> Weirdly, in 1872, for absolutely no reason, Lapage returns to Saint Basley, Apparently, I on a fucking re- him. Why are you so Qu'est-ce good que at c'est it? Le <laughs> apparently, on a revenge trip. So he goes and he's like, "Well, I knocked you over, but I want you dead." Um, wait, so wait, wait. He knocks the cop over. Goes to the
0: to the America,
1: Goes back and says, "Fuck you, cop." Yeah. What <sighs> sets his house on fire? You have too much time it on your hands. just a hands. lot going on. Like, just stay in Vermont. Right? Why? Too much. Why? It was one cop.
0: You knocked him over. You
1: made him look you... stupid.
0: Everyone's like, you have a tremendo culo, sir, and you've fallen over. And
1: I do feel like he just had, the cop probably just had, like, a billy club that was still, like, stuck in his belt. Do you know what I mean? And like, he's got, like, the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Just constable cap f- oh, wait, no, hatch. these are Mounties. Oh, okay. So, uh, do you un- think he knocked over the whole horse? No. no. No, no. Surely he came down from the horse. Yes. Or he perhaps was dismounting and then was tipped and was stuck in the saddle. Saddlebags. Saddlebags.
0: See, this is the only problem recording so many episodes at the same time because we're going to say the <laughs> same. Well, although it probably makes sense. It's fine.
1: While he was there, he hit a woman with a club. Unclear as to why. <laughs> this event causes this woman life- uh, month long injuries. Long. I, month long. Month long. Month long. I don't know why he hit her or who she is. She doesn't seem to be... Punch on a fight! Yeah, basically, just like... What ha- time is it? <laughs> it's 1881. What time is it, Mr. Fox? Yep. Lastly, <laughs> while he's there, he tries to entice a 14-year-old girl to follow him into the woods, but thank God she had her wits about her and was like, I'm okay, I'm gonna keep going upon this lighted path. After all that, he goes back to St. Albans, and he lives the life of a truly noteworthy asshole. Sometimes, he finds work as a farmhand or a woodsman, and I would just like to say that when you have five kids and a wife, you might want to work more than sometimes. But, hi-ho. Who am hi-ho. I to say?
0: ho
1: So there's a seven dwarf. Fourteen. To nine. So, we're not making very much money here. Too busy Lepage setting fong. fucking houses on fire and hitting bitches. What? Like... That's a far-ass way to go. From Vermont to Montreal, and you're telling me you just, like... So you're spending money on what? A horse, a train, thank a you. boat, a And you just left your family. Do you have a passport? Well, they were probably like, thank God he's gone. Probs. In St. Albans, Mariette N. Ball was a school teacher, and she would usually walk from her house past a field to get to school each day. Of course, Lepage is working in that field. The One time that he's working, he happens to be working in this field, he starts to get obsessed with Ball, and he... After obsessed l- with Ball. That's exactly. I'm familiar. After weeks of watching her, he decides he's going to follow her wherever she's going. On July 24th, 1874, he tells his farmhand buddies that he's going to go pick some berries, which, like, good life. <laughs> Instead of going to pick berries, he cuts through the woods, and he waits near a hill that he knew that Ball would pass. As expected, Ball's walking this desolate path to the home of Foster A. Page, which she does every Saturday. Lepage puts on a mask that he made from, like... A welcome mat? Like, unclear what the materials were there. So it just says welcome on his face? I mean, it was the 1800s, so it probably was, like, made of leather or something, something that you'd rest your shoes on. So wicker. Yeah, wicker may have. Wicker is, like, it turns straw. out... Straw. Yeah. Wicker is, like, the act of... You can, like, wickering is a it's a verb. So, just that, I have to tell you. Um,
0: it was a straw wickering of a mask.
1: Yeah, like, very it odd. It was a plague mask. It seems extremely uncomfortable regardless. So, plague. mask. Yeah. He's got this welcome mat on his face and he attacks Ball. Welcome! Ball is strong. It's very like, inviting. Exactly. Ball is super strong. She <laughs> fights back really hard and in the struggle she manages to tear away the entire mask, get a good look at his face and scratch his face up really bad. Good for her. Ultimately though, Ball was strangled to death and Lapage has sex with her corpse. As you do. As you do. Why not? Right. And he holds a goal. Like ew. when he was done, to ensure she didn't pop back to life for something zombies. Lapage bashes her head into a rock and fly- flees the scene. Back to he's really good. The at Americas, really. yeah. Thank you. Fleeing.
0: Again. He's just like in Mexico at this point.
1: Yeah, it just keeps going <laughs> south and south and south. Brazil. Not long after, <laughs> like I'm in whatever Antarctica. I'm down here. Not long after Ball's body was found, and the investigation starts. Lepage was arrested thanks to some chance meeting between his scratched up dome and this guy named g o m lang lepage asks G-O-M? G-O. G-E-O. M. lang uh go L- Lepage asks Lang about the time that this train is going to take off, and Lang's like this guy's face was really scratched up feels like some shit went down. And he, he calls the police. A, he
0: was so itchy. He
1: was like... He must have had a rash. Really fucking scratched. Oh my god. So, Lapage was brought in and questioned about the murder, but having no evidence because old times they had to let him, let him go. Old timey crimes. This is the first time, but not the last time, detectives from Boston were brought in. Oh my god, <laughs> get me out of the state. They said they saw other people in the district at the time of the murder. And essentially we're like, I don't feel like it was LaPage. There was too many other people who have worse records than him and blah, 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 Ultimately, no one was ever convicted of Ball's murder. Sounds like solid investigation. Thank you. And the Ball family moves to California, where her mother eventually dies like a month later. Like, Broken heart. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Fleeing again! Okay, so now <laughs> we are in Chile. No. After the Ball murder, LaPage moves to Suncook, New Hampshire. So, <laughs> westward. Expansion now. Westward ho. Yeah. Ho! Lapage was hired by Mister Trueworthy. What a name! All one word. Sounds like it should be something that describes my character. Trueworthy L. Fowler as a substitute tender for a threshing machine in Pembroke. His first name is Trueworthy. Yes, Trueworthy. I feel that on a spiritual level. Trueworthy. Um, it seems like a tender for a threshing machine has something to do with corn. It's hard to say. It's something in the field. Um, so while he's working this job in Pembroke, Lepage notices that the family has this beautiful young daughter of 17. Ugh, um, I no. don't know her first name, despite all of my efforts. It's Ms. Fowler. I don't know what her first name is. Clarissa. Sure. And then her classmate, Ms. Josie Longmaid, they Oh, would... so you know her name? Well, she's the deceased. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. I thought it was the other way. No. Ms. Fowler and Miss Longmaid were 17, and they would walk to school together every morning on a country road. This country Take road- Take me home. Exactly. This country road winds a mile and a half through this heavy overgrowth of birch and alder trees. It seems like at some point keep going. I just gotta <laughs> just don't know. If it's they can just pull in the background.
0: Apart. Instead of putting it doing anchor, putting it in the background it's just me.
1: It seems that Lepage noticed Ms. Fowler right away and quickly asked her brother constant questions, just like every day, all day. Who's your sister? What does she do? What is she like? What is she into? What is, how does she get to school? Where is she going? Is it too Does cool? she want to be murdered? Yeah, pretty much. Does she she care if I desiccate her corpse? He literally asked the exact routes to and from school. The brother, who is 16 and I will say way too fucking old to be this naive, was like, oh yeah, oh my god, and divulges all the requested information. Thanks, bro. I just, even if I'm an idiot and Mm -hmm. 16,
0: does he not ask why, even? It seems like not. I
1: think- I'd be like, why, why? Do you want to go to that school? Like- Are you trying to start a bus route? But also, like, the second question, I'd be like, this is a lot. What's going on here? How old is this Lapage? Like forty? What's his shoe size? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it! Bad news. <laughs> October fourth, eighteen seventy-five. Josie Longmaid was running late for school. They always walked to school together, but Miss Fowler didn't know that Josie was running late for school. And no cell phones. Also, probably no regular phones because the regular phone was popularized in eighteen seventy-six. And so, this is eighteen seventy-five. Oh wow! Um, no. They didn't have the ring, ring, not ring, anything. Thing. Operator. So Josie's running late, Miss Fowler's waiting at the spot like TikTok bitch, I gotta go to school. Oh <laughs> she waits fuck. a bit and then she figures that her friend probably went ahead of her. So she starts walking this route. And then a neighbor sees Miss Fowler and she's like, Hey, do you wanna ride to school? And Miss Fowler's like, Yeah, absolutely, thank you. My friend already took off. No and problem. I don't wanna walk by myself, it's awful. Exactly. So There's danger on these them paths. And them bar paths. So she gets a ride to school. A little while later, Josie, because she was running late, gets to that planned meeting place, and she's like, oh, Miss Fowler's not here. She probably started walking. Let me jog a bit to catch up. So Josie starts jogging, and um, I should note here that her younger brother's name is Waldo, Josie's younger brother. Where is he? Exactly. He used to walk that path to school a half an hour earlier so that he didn't have to walk with the girls. But like, maybe should have rethought that. The road. He waits for Josie at school, and when Josie doesn't show up, he assumes that she's skipping school, which I will say, good brother. Shut the fuck up. You don't have to tell a whole world that she's skipping school. But when Josie also doesn't get home that night, Waldo's like, "Uh, something's wrong, she wasn't at school, and he sounds the alarm. Ring the alarm. So meanwhile, she's jogging to catch up with her friend, and LaPage is hidden in the woods near Pembroke that morning, waiting for Miss Fowler, who's the actual object of his affection. Oh, okay. When Miss Fowler doesn't show up- Because she got a ride. uh Mm Uh-huh. He quickly focuses his attention on Josie. LaPage attacks her as soon as he sees her, and Josie does struggle back. Lepage tore her clothes, raped her, hit her over the head and the face with a stick. Probably a piece of house, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. And finally, he takes out his knife and he cuts her throat so deeply that he had started decapitating her. His kappa was detated. After she dies, he takes her body into the woods. This is weird. Takes her body into the woods, fully decapitates her, and then brings her head to another spot on the road. And then he goes to wash his hands, coat, and knife in some nearby brook. And then goes to Brazil. Then he leaves Josie's body, goes back to where he left his axe, and I will say, how do you spell axe? A-X-E. Yeah, me too. Google was like, I'm so sorry, you're American English and it's just A-X. And I'm like, nope, it's A-X-E. It's always been A-X-E in Is it A-X-E because of axe body spray? No, A-X-E is the English English spelling, not the American English. Like, British English. Is that French. No, they were like your your thing is set to American English, so like you have to spell gray G R A Y, you can't spell G R E Y, and you have to spell ax A X. Who said that to you? Google Google Docs. As I was typing it, but like what it gave you a line and you clicked yeah and it? I right clicked it and it was like I was like that's not wrong and it was like you're because you're set to American standard English, you, you should use ax, A-X-y. Anyway, so he returns to Josie's body goes, or leaves her body, sorry, goes back to where his axe is left, and then he walks a little bit ahead to hide the wallet ring and other personal effects that he stole from Josie. Why steal them? Leave them. Just to bury them? That makes no sense. If he
0: separated the head from the body and then moves the, then they don't know who it is right away.
1: I guess, but like, either take it home and burn it, or just like, don't bother. It's very bizarre. He's playing cat and mouse. Oh, so annoying. Then he goes back to his home in Suncook and burns his clothes. His wife asked about the scratches on his neck, and he was like, oh, it's poison ivy. He was itchy, man. What'd I fucking tell you? got a rash. Well, like, cut your nails, the fuck. You can't. You don't get a good scratch. (laughs) When Waldo, the brother, starts alerting people, including his parents, all of the neighbors start to get, like, it, it doesn't take long to spread anyway. Within half an hour, everyone two towns over knows that Josie is missing, and they put together a 100-plus person search party to check the woods between the home and the Pembroke Academy. And there was some information that, like, there was one particular house that the girls would always pass, and this woman was like, I saw her pass, but I saw her pass alone, and so they thought, like, somewhere between here and the school, something must have happened. I love when we narrow it down. Mm-hmm. The search continues the same day after dark. Um, the men were using torches to try to light their way, and they do, at 8:30 p.m., find Josie's remains. The head or the body? The body. What? The corpse was wearing, uh, wearing bloody clothing that had been torn, her body had been mutilated, her head was severed and carried away, um, they find it later, but not that same night. It was also later determined that she had been raped, and her vagina was partially cut away, so do with that what you will. Huh. The search continues the next morning, and then about a half a mile from where the body was found, Josie's head was wrapped in blue oil cloth. Her face had been cut, and the killer had dug his boot heel into her cheek, which, like, get a fucking life. Nearby, they found a broken, blood-stained, three-foot-long wooden club slash piece of house. <laughs> wood. A wooden wood. A detective from guess where fasten, Bastin. Was Techies. brought in to help the terrified townspeople, and he immediately starts rounding up... The usual suspects. Parenthesis gypsies, tramps, parenthesis, and thieves. So, just
0: mostly Whoa. tramps. Whoa! <laughs> That's my best. That's the only time I've ever tried to impersonate you.
1: Snap out of it. A man named John Mayer... <laughs> Your body's one land. Oh. Ew. Oh! Was brought in on <laughs> um, um, charges in Lowell, Massachusetts. He had blood on his shirt, scratches on his face, and he had come by train from a neighboring town the day that Josie was murdered. Charles Moore, the only black man in town, was arrested on suspicion. Can I get an eye roll for the people in the back? Because he was black. That's literally the only reason he was brought in.
0: My eye roll went all the way to my brain and back. Yep, surprise. He was not guilty. Because did not attack it literally has no
1: reason to be tied to this crime also why don't we just pull up someone indigenous and call the fucking day oh my god i can't deal um the first real suspect not just vagabond half brothers that the police pursued was 24 year old william drew and drew lived with his wife in a shack in the woods near the long maids it sounds a lot like um (laughs) what's his head the unabomber (laughs) hmm This Drew- William Drew had a reputation as a douche. Um, he would always make these inappropriate comments to young women, um, and then he would try to get them alone. Drew heard the police were going to question him and he cruised out of the area, so fleeing makes you look more guilty. He was arrested while he was walking to New Hampshire, and he had to be locked up because there was a lynch mob coming for him anyway, because he'd already been so rude to people's wives and children, and then they were like, you definitely did this, you fucking asshole, and tried to kill oh, him. Oh, I thought it
0: was just because he was rude.
1: Well, I mean, yes, and then they were like, because you have already Now done this, this is- Yeah. yeah. This, is the, You've camel. Gone this is the camel that broke the straw's back. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, soon after, one of Drew's friends, Charles Moody, was also arrested as an accessory. Accessory. The evidence against Drew was provided by one of Josie's teachers, who is named Miss Belle Lake. Miss Belle said that Josie told her that Drew insulted her in the street, and then Josie was like, I'm gonna tell my dad. And Drew was like, if you tell him, I'm gonna murder you. And so, I get it. I insult you, Oscar. He at some point told her that she was gonna, or that he was gonna cut her into one-inch pieces if she told her dad, and, but, like... Everybody calm down! Can you imagine you're just trying to get to and from somewhere, and people are, like, insulting you constantly, murdering you every minute, like... It's, it's still a thing. QQ, why did it take so long for the Fowler kid to speak up? So he's had this guy constantly asking him questions about his sister. Now, I know his sister's not dead, but, like, that was a weird circumstance. He should have been like, hey go ahead they couldn't find him where's waldo Mm-mm. not waldo waldo is josie's brother josie's brother spoke up right away this is mr F- young fowler the i didn't know he was his as- brother i didn't know he was asking that brother i thought he was asking josie's brother no he was interested in miss fowler not josie he just happened to kill josie because she was there so then what did waldo have to say what do you mean you said Waldo Oh Waldo spoke
0: up because she didn't show up. See okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been operating under the assumption that Waldo was the question answerer oh, and no, all. Oh okay. sorry. No, okay. Josie Josie's brother cats. Waldo.
1: And then Miss Fowler, object of the affections, not dead.
0: Brother question
1: answerer. Brother 16, way too young or okay. way too old to be this knife. Okay, I'm sorry. So Low at some point, finally during the investigation, Charles Fowler, who's the father, and then this brother say something about how Lepage was taking a really curious interest in his sister, and then also had mentioned, like, yeah, he talked about her friend sometimes. Obviously, all this is making headlines, and it wasn't super long before W.N. Abel, who owned the home where Marriott Ball boarded before her murder, reads about Josie's murder. He contacts authorities in Suncook, and he's like, listen, I this guy, I think, killed this woman, and we just were never able to prove it. And since they knew Lapage's children worked in the nearby factory, they asked the employer where Lapage lived because the kids have to fucking go to work because he can't be mm-hmm. bothered to work more than sometimes. Also, he's picking berries. Mister Fowler recognized the man, and as Lapage, and Lapage was arrested right away. Initially, he was convicted and sentenced to death, but naturally, he complained that that was unfair towards him. Mm. Uh, mm. And he ordered them to give him a second trial. I'm... Go ahead. Sa- what? I think it would be like saying that there should have been a mistrial now. But However, was... that's what lawyers do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> they gave him an, a second trial? Yes, but
1: they're that he was convicted. But I, I...
0: Nope. Nope. All of those things are so many nopes. And I am... outraged Raggio. Mm, it gets worse. Oh, fuck a duck.
1: <laughs> Lepage was placed in isolations. And isolations. And out, isolations. And guards said that he would recite prayers, pace around, and Psychotic. look for Lornea out the window. For Lornea! <laughs> the few visitors that he actually had were reporters and also religious figures. Lepage Brownie, decided that he was know, going like to Mexican. Be- confess to them the murders of Ball and in- made, I don't know. And his words, he said, I kill Gil. Yes, I kill two Gil. Too bad. Too bad. Lepage couldn't read English or French, but he had a calendar with a mark on March 15th, which was his execution day that they were just like slid Eyes across of the table, pretty much. So wait, he couldn't read? He couldn't read English or French. He could speak both, but he couldn't read it. So you're fucking illiterate? You illiterate son of a bitch. Eyes of fucking March. On the day of his execution, he was brought to the scaffold, accompanied by two religious figureheads who were reciting their prayers slowly in French. Lepage was reportedly calm and peaceful, like aren't they always... Now, Wikipedia makes a big deal about this, but I want to say that this feels really standard to me. Um, yeah, so I don't, there were two separate resources that made this seem like it was a huge deal. The sheriff read the death warrant and then said, And now, Joseph LePage, in accordance with the command, I proceed to execute the sentence of death by hanging you about the neck until you're dead, and may God have mercy on your soul. Like, very specifically in a British accent. I know I've heard that before. That's, like, definitely a thing, right?
0: it's it's joan Cusack. It's right she's be. like oh Bob.
1: yeah Make and then God they're mercy on i don't know it feels like they say that for everyone no yeah um, it's definitely uh, like did it start with him why did that seem like such a big deal to two separate resources unless they called upon each other i guess i don't know whatever so they go to hang him the trap door opens he drops six feet he dies slowly fuck you and doesn't kick or convulse good i hope it was very painful and that you lost all control of your lower body on his wife's request, can you fucking imagine? Like, this woman, and I will say, has been beaten and tortured and probably is not in her right mind, but she requests that his body be buried in Suncook's Catholic Church's cemetery, which it is, and they would not have done the same for somebody who commits suicide, just saying. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, but yeah. wait, there's more. Less than a month after his death, a tip comes from Saint Alexandre, Quebec, that he had likely murdered a mother and daughter Quebec. there. George Founty, George Founty, Said his wife and 16-year-old daughter, Minnie, had been murdered October 12th, 1867. The mother-daughter duo had gone to the village about 2.5 miles from their home to do some trading. I'm Night Shyamalan. The wife meets with a female friend, and the daughter was probably like, get me the fuck out of this. The wife meets with a female friend, they have dinner at her house, they stay about 6.30, and then they don't come home. The next day, the husband starts getting anxious, like, obviously, again, no telephones, of course you're getting freaked out. He starts to look for them with the help from the community. After a very long search, the bodies of both women were located, both were badly mutilated, under a pile of brush in a pasture next to the main road. Minnie, the daughter, had been raped and mutilated, much like Josie, though she hadn't been decapitated and her vagina was still intact. Hmm. As it turns out, Lepage had been in the village at the time, doing business at the local post office. He'd been standing in the office doorway when the women passed by on their way home. He followed them, and as they turned a street corner, he starts screaming insults at them, like you do. They said that if he didn't mind, if you don't mind your own business, they probably didn't sound like that, they would have they would have him arrested. Lepage goes back into the post office, and not one of the three was aware that everyone heard all of these things. So, like, somebody passing by heard him screaming insults, heard them like, I'm gonna arrest you, fuck you, and then he goes back into this the office. This recall reminds me of when I was
0: walking to my car the other day, and there was two gentlemen walking the opposite way, and there was someone, a female, walking behind me. And, you know, I'm socially awkward and please don't look at me. Never. And as we're walking, I don't know if it was to me or to her or whatever, but the one guy was like, oh, how you doing? And I don't say anything and she doesn't say anything. He's like, see, people don't fucking talk anymore. That's why. Oh, well. They don't, don't respond. Keep walking. Head down. Keys in hand. Get the fuck out of here. I don't, had, don't engage.
1: After work, I had gone to my car and this group of like totally hammered guys was coming up, the like, you know, how parking garage goes up and down. They were coming up that direction, and I, like, I just turned the car on and, like, locked the doors like I do, and this guy comes up to the window, and I guess he wanted a lighter or something. I looked him dead in his eyes, and I just reversed and got the fuck out of there. He goes, you fucking cunt! I just needed a lighter! I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Welcome to not understanding what it's like to be a female. Carry your own goddamn lighter. Are you fucking- like, what? Let me finish this, and, like, that's literally my psych concept. So, (gasps) LaPage, once he's back in the post office, says- if the women do have me hauled up, they're going to be sorry for some time. Then he leaves, crossing a field that ends up being the path that leads directly to where the bodies were found. He was never suspected of these murders at the time, but when he confessed to the Ball murder, Funti was absolutely convinced that Lapage had killed his family as well. He, didn't, uh, he did find peace once Lepage was put to death, and he said that the world at large is rid of a dangerous character of a man who had died at the scaffold. So I do feel good about that, but like you lost your whole family in one night because this guy's a fucking asshole because he instigated something Mm -hmm. and your family reacted to try to protect themselves. Fine. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to talk about, which you got into a little bit is my own implicit bias. Implicit biases are those biases that we have that are like kind of escape our conscious awareness. And when I was researching this story, I thought to myself, who are these girls walking through the woods on their own? Like Mm. you should be safe and free to go to school whatever route you want to take mm-hmm. to school without mm. fear of murder. But I was like, oh, they should have been more careful. Teach the boys better, the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay, what? It was my first thought that, like, they should Also go- the implication that
0: you made that... Shame on the
1: brother yeah, for not wanting should, to walk with them. Thank you. Like, should have waited for the brother. Should, like, and then I'm thinking, like, That the oh,
0: brother should have wanted to protect the girls. Yes.
1: Yep. And then, like, oh, this this Funti, he let his wife and daughter go to town without him. And, like, he probably and regret- Like, I'm sure he does have regrets. But that could have been if a son and a, a your husband went yeah. to, you know, whatever. But just, like, it's, what I'm saying, with my own implicit bias, is that we, as women, have to accept that the world is so fucked up that 99% of the time someone's in the woods ready to kill you and you have to take care of that it's a, you, it's a you problem you gotta deal with the fact that they're gonna like and I don't know like in my own thoughts I was like we grew up kind of in the shadow of this bike path rapist where like don't go out alone like this guy is still loose and you should be aware of your surroundings but it's not just us like how many young women are taught to like Pretend to be on the phone with a friend. Make sure you use a well-lit path. Carry your car keys between your fingers. If you have a roll of quarters in your fist, it gives you a stronger punch. Like, that, all of that's Don't fucking Don't wear insane. heels. All of that's insane. How about teach men and boys to, like, mind their own fucking business? What they said to him wasn't wrong. Mind your business. I'm just trying to walk to wherever I'm trying to walk to. Like, so? I also would like to say that it's not just a gender issue, but if we all paid a little bit closer attention and value to our mental health, we might notice some of these sorts of behaviors. Like, if his wife had felt more confident or comfortable saying this is an unacceptable situation for myself, and you need help. And if if you need help didn't sound like an insult, and sounded like, let's get you the assistance that you need to live a happy and fulfilled life, you know what I mean? But instead it sounds like... <sighs> so, that's all I have there. They requested a Catholic burial for him, so what the fucking book.
0: I just... It's really hard because as women, yes, we, and like, or like a minority, like a transgender, homosexual, whatever, lesbians, they, they're at greater risk as well. But like, we, we know that we, we have to be aware. And what upsets me, because in addition to just like being aware, I do have like, sometimes like debilitating anxiety around stuff like that. And there's been times I've been with you where we've been approached. We were, I remember we were on Chippewa and we were approached by a guy who I think very clearly had Tourette's Mm. and he wanted us, it, it was clear that he wanted, he needed money, but he didn't want us to think that it was money for like alcohol. So he was like, if you walk around the corner with me, there's a homeless shelter, whatever. Obviously no, as females, we don't walk around the corner. But what maybe very much could have just been someone struggling who has mental health problems and needed money, I was terrified. Mm. And I would never, like, I will never give a homeless person money. I will never pull over on the side of the road and try to help someone. I won't do those things because it's it's not safe. You never know. And that makes me sad because some people do need help. Like I mean, I'm not going to change a fucking tire for somebody. Let's be real. But, like, it shouldn't have to be that way. But it is and more than the fact that it is, I'm bothered by the lack of understanding on the people who don't have to worry about
1: it. Like Do you think the right thing to do is to be that worried? Or the right thing to do is to be so carefree? Like you know what I mean? Like, I think there is value in like being aware of your surroundings and alert. But the idea that we carry with us a hundred percent of the time, if you hear footfall behind you, you're in danger. Like that's that level of anxiety and like caution cannot be healthy do you know what i mean like i mean i there's gotta be a fine line even during
0: the day if i'm walking and there's someone that's coming towards me that looks like i don't want to pass them Mm -hmm. i cross the street and i think that there you should we should be alert and we should be prepared and hold everybody whatever men women yes but i and like so take anxiety out of it because there are women who don't have an anxiety disorder who still are very and there
1: are men who have anxiety who are living
0: with So I think, and some of that's probably evolutionarily beneficial, that's stuck with us, but, like, and even, like, here, I've heard, like, we're, especially, like, in America, we are a friendly country. Like, we'll do small talk with strangers that, like, people in other countries, they don't do, and when they come here, they're like, oh, my God, you're just, like, on a bus, and you're like, hey, pal, like, Mm -hmm. I can't even do that, because I'm scared, but... It takes away from the humanity that could be there Mm -hmm. if we weren't alert. And then you take into account, even though, really, probably the majority of assaults are by someone you know. If you have been assaulted, you're even more aware. Yeah. But, typically, we are more afraid of the strangers than the someone that's probably more likely to assault us. hmm So that hasn't caught up yet where, like, you're more likely to put yourself in danger in situations where... You're familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I... It's... But also, I judge those women hard as fuck when he's yelling at them and they yell back, just keep fucking walking. But, like, Shut up. Don't be... engage. If that
1: was two men, 100% it would've ended up in a fist fight. Do you know what I mean? Like... And I just, like... But I mean, I think just... But maybe that mother was trying to protect her daughter, and he's screaming obscenities at her. But, like, and uh, like
0: obscenities don't hurt anybody.
1: But in 1800s, maybe it, it does. It doesn't matter. Call me a cunt.
0: Call her a cunt. It doesn't matter. Like, keep walking. Even as a man, who cares? This, this is a douche lord on the corner. I you know. Ignore him. He wants a rise to out of you. Just keep fucking going. Like, it's not... That, to me, that part of, like, pride or, like... That's not real. I don't- you could right now be like, I fucking hate you, hear all the things, keep it in the podcast, and I'm gonna be like, okay, there's a door, goodbye. It was nice Mm -hmm. knowing you. Like, it just seems like extra shit. And even- again, this probably wasn't as common then or as well known, so it- they probably weren't as alert or whatever. But- And the only reason I think I am harping on the calling back is because, again, that probably also a a man would have escalated to something physical. So everybody, it's not a gender thing. Everybody should shut the fuck up, mind your business, and keep going.
1: I also was thinking, like, was I judging Miss Fowler's brother too much for not saying something? But I don't think so. I think if that was Miss Fowler's sister, 100% he would have been like, this is weird. This is fucking weird. You don't ask that many questions. You don't need to know. Goodbye. I would have gone to my dad right away and been like, somebody's asking about Jill a hundred different questions. They need to know her route to and from. That's weird as hell. Jill, you change your route. You're going this way now. Or at least tell
0: your sister. Mm-hmm. At least.
1: Be like, this guy, is he your friend?
0: Like, what, why is Thank he asking you. this?
1: Yeah. This guy wants to know all these fucking things. Like, I just think that the whole thing is wild and I had such implicit gender biases that implicit bias wanted desperately to come flying out of this episode. Like, that I... The whole time I was researching, I was like, oh, here. I was just checking myself, like... But the problem
0: with this is, in some instances, like, implicit biases are not helpful. These are implicit biases for a reason. Like, they're accurate to some degree. But I think they're
1: implicit biases because we don't have an egalitarian society. Like, if... There was equality in men and women, and men didn't feel like, oh, if you just pressure her a little bit more, she'll definitely want to have sex with you. And women were like, oh, I have to protect my virginal appearance, so I have to keep saying no, even though I really want to. It. It's such bullshit. And we've gone over, like, the sex mm-hmm. differences. But I think that all of that leads to a society that is all of this. And we just heard a whole full-ass example about, like, what that looks like in practice. And that fucking sucks. Like,
0: But again, that's to the, people. like, this... The changing of society isn't.
1: Oh, it's talk, slow, slow as and shit, and it's not going to
0: happen in our lifetime. I think so it you, will, but I'm, I'm. Mm, wait, I do not.
1: Well, maybe you're going to die before me. Promise. I've been arsenicking you this whole time. <laughs>
0: I'm not surprised because I have a fucking awful
1: headache. <laughs> no, you're is that one getting pimples shortly? Well.
0: But <laughs> I think there needs to be a change in society. But in the meantime, every person who yeah, is at risk just has be to careful, be
1: careful. But like, but I
0: feel like it's like. And again, maybe it's my anxiety, but I feel like it's like survival mode, Mm. which is bizarre though, because also I don't really care if I get hit by a car and die tomorrow. I think it's the act of how I might. Like, I don't want it to hurt. Mm. So if somebody comes up behind me and shoots me in the back of the head, I don't care. But if you're going to do some shit first, I don't want it. Oh, yeah. So it's weird for me to have such like a survival mentality when like, if I don't survive, I'm not upset about it. But that also has probably evolved. Yeah, that's a lot going on there. (laughs) I'm working a little separate. But it's just... I, that what bothers me the most is if you said to someone, hey, like, typically, sorry, it's going to be a man, and I'm like, this is how I feel, and I don't like to walk alone, or can you just... They, they don't get it. Yeah. And they don't need to get it, but I need them to hear it and want to understand it. And instead, they're just like, oh, yeah, that's just a woman thing. But Or like, you get like,
1: not all men. Like, fine. Doesn't matter. But if it's what if one that's... in a hundred, and the one that I pass is the one, Thank you. I need it to be like, I'm not be saying safe. you're awful.
0: I'm saying as... Who I am as a person requires more vigilance than you. Yeah, period. Just be
1: advised. Drum it up.